with you again. It's your boy, leftunsaidpod.com. Here, another week, you know, another week, another episode, another fair show. We're talking about suits here, seasons five. Welcome back to everybody who's been listening. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook. Um, thanks for all the support and uh, constructive criticism or criticism at that. I, you know, take some, leave some. It's all good. Uh, yeah, we were here. We're talking about episode three. No refills. No refills. I'm talking about, you know, how when you go into a fast food restaurant and a soda machine is behind the counter. And you kind of feel that little bit of despair Because you know you can't go back and get Those sugar and Sprite mixed with lemonade You just can't mix and match All your options are gone You know, and that's just, you know, it sucks so much But sometimes when you find that fast food restaurant With the soda machine on the outside And you can go back as many times as you want To get your favorite root beer mixed with ginger ale mixed with I don't know orange soda who knows what your mind can concoct but basically that's what's going on in this episode we have Harvey's mind concocting all of these paranoid almost well not schizophrenic just paranoid paranoia you know he's paranoid and it's coming out in his work And it's leaking through his skin, his pores. People are starting to notice that, you know, he's breaking down a little bit, you know. So we'll get into Harvey's little breakdowns as we go through the podcast. And, um, yeah, let's get into it. You know, um, start off with, I just want to put this out there. Hey, hey, hey. In previous podcasts, I have called Jessica Obi-Wan Kenobi because of her wisdom. But don't get it twisted. Jessica is a very, very attractive woman. I was going to say middle-aged woman, but, you know, I'm not even going to disrespect her by calling her age in question because if she was younger, she'd probably be fine too. And it seems like she gets more attractive with age. I mean, she's just a beautiful woman. You know, and it was just, I just appreciate the fact that other people can see it and appreciate it also. You know, as us men have to do sometimes when we do see a beautiful woman is we just have to, you know, appreciate it from a distance, appreciate it from afar. So, you know, Rachel's dad, Papa Bear, comes into the office, you know, in his, you know, kickback demeanor, relaxing, you know, I'm here to, you know, see Mike and get this case started. Oh, Jessica, how are you? But, you know, I hate to see him come, but sometimes you just got to love to watch him walk away. I mean, God damn. I mean, you know, I don't know. Every, every, every woman on this show is just, I mean, it's TV. What do you expect? But um, I just appreciate the fact that Papa Bear appreciates the fact that, you know, like you say, you say, I love that woman. I'm not sure why he actually said I love. I would have chose a different word. He is a married man, but uh, you know, hey, look, humanity is humanity. You know what I mean? And so it's nice to know that uh, I'm not the only one who appreciates. You know. So moving on, uh, most definitely, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, hey, 
episode's getting off to a good start for me. <laughs> but you know, we're dealing with uh, multiple issues here. You know, multiple things. I mean, you, you got, still have this uh, Farlow guy, you know, this attorney who's, I mean, it's like a dog with rabies. I mean, you might have brought it into your home, fed it, loved it, but sometimes, you know, when the rabies starts kicking in full throttle, you got to put that dog down. I mean, this guy is really starting to bare his uh, teeth. You know, he's really starting to go on this rampage, and I'm not, I'm still not sure what the reason was or what the reason is. I mean, he comes up with this cocky bullshit talking about, oh, Harvey, you only treated me as a competitor and never as an equal. So what? You're a lawyer. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Go do your job and, you know, continue on with your life, you and your five clients. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> Seems like Harvey was like, well, I mean, you only got five clients. I'll take all those motherfuckers if you keep messing with me. And I'm like, that seems plausible. You know, this guy just will, will not stop. You know what I mean? Like a fuck. Harvey has a personal stalker or something. I'm like, my God, dude, what is your issue? So they're still playing that game, which obviously is only going to escalate more and more and more and more until somebody, I don't even, I mean, I guess until somebody gets fired. But this is the type of guy, even if he gets fired, He's going to come back from the grave <laughs> with one hand up. Like, I'm still going to come after you, Harvey. And Harvey is like, yo, dude, leave me alone. Don't you know I have other things to do with my life? And it's like this guy, he's like I said, it's just a rabid dog. He will not stop. You know, we have the nice little cameo by um, Charles Barkley, whose acting skills, you know, we're not that bad I mean he didn't do a lot of talking He didn't do a lot of talking But you know I guess he met his cues when they said In action And you know he was basically playing himself So I guess he didn't have to step out of his the Comfort of his skin too much But um, you know it's always nice to see Sir Charles You know Little pop up here and there But um, yeah I'm just like Harvey man Listen I don't even know what to die I don't even know I don't even know what I feel Harvey should do because Harvey, I don't even think Harvey knows what he did to make this guy piss him off, you know, and then the way he come, came in at Jessica, talking all disrespectful, and I mean, I mean, where's the insubordination? There's a lot of insubordination in that law office, I mean, God, I wish I could go to my boss and talk like that, but, you know, I mean, I really wouldn't care, I mean, I would care, but. I don't even, it's like, higher-ups are just like, man, whatever. So, you know, we have the whole Papa Bear and Mike situation. We have that whole little tag team going on. Let's see how they work together. Oh, man, hilarious line. Michael tries to play the Harvey movie line game with him. And uh, (laughs) Mike, dad, I mean, uh, Jessica, dad just shuts that down. He says, Man, I don't know what kind of high school shit you do, but don't play that shit with me. He, I think he even said, I don't play that shit. <laughs> he said, I don't play that shit. What the? What? What kind of? I don't play that shit. Matter of fact, I'm about to go take a shit. How about you meet me downstairs after I finish, 
you know, digesting this bullshit that you're trying to feed me. Because I, I was like, oh, man, this guy's hilarious. You know, so, um, you know, they're out doing their thing, working the case, visiting clients, getting people to sign on, trying to get this, um, you know, excuse me, trying to get this uh, case sorted out. And, um, you know, and so they're visiting people, convincing them to sign. Bob, I mean, Mike's giving his, uh, you know, I wouldn't call it a sob story because it's his life, you know, his life events going out how he's been affected by death and, you know, his parents dying and basically, you know, why he does what he's just basically being really heartfelt with when it's needed to. Mike's really good at pressing that emotional button. And so when it came to it, I think Rachel's father saw like, hey, this guy, he has layers to him. You know, he, he, somebody can say, yeah, I grew up without my parents, but sometimes you never know how that affects people because people, all people are affected differently. So, I think, you know, Rachel's dad was seeing a side of Mike and getting a better understanding of him as a person, which was interesting to see that dynamic. Because, you know, Mike, I mean, Rachel's father is like, ah, okay, I know, you know, you have, he's basically getting to understand Mike better, you know. And, but, 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 but I don't. Mike heard it because it, it piqued my interest when he said $20 billion hedge fund. I'm like, $20 billion? And in my mind, I'm like, do you mean you're worth $20 billion? Because if you're worth $20 billion, I can understand why you wanted Mike to sign a prenup. But the hedge fund, I guess that they, the company that's, the investment company that's funding the case, so, you know, when they win, hopefully they'll be able to sp- split the profits, you know, accordingly. I was like, damn, 20 billion, that's a lot of money. I mean, it's plausible money. I can't even fathom what 20 billion dollars is like. Or a company making that much money. I mean, god damn. And so, you know, Mike's kind of, you know, understanding like, hey, look, are we going to be partners or are you going to treat me like a subordinate? Because we should be coming into this situation, you know, at the same level. And it's, you know, Rachel's dad's like, same level. Man, you got to understand, when people see us together, they think I'm in charge, and I'm going to show them who's in charge, and I'm going to I'm gonna play the part of being in charge until you prove to me that you bring something to the table. You know, what are you offering me besides the, the actual case? You know, he's basically filling Mike out and how he operates, and so I think it was a great part in the show when Mike kind of reacted to the fact that he's actually treating him like an associate. You know what I mean? Like, hey, look, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do things my way, and I'm going to be the one calling the shots, and you're going to play along. And so Mike's, you know, his Rachel's dad is wanting to do things, which may not be plausible, but, you know, he doesn't care if it's plausible or not. I don't even really think he cares a lot about the case, as I stated. I think he wants to know He's taking this opportunity to, you know, brush shoulders with Jessica a little bit and find out more about the man that his daughter's going to be marrying. So, you know, the way he even when they had the deposition with the judge to expedite the case, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you want to do this, but it seems like the judge is going to shoot you down. You know, it seems like you're taking a long shot 
until Mike comes in with his da -da -da -da, superhero photographic memory bullshit that he has. You know what I mean? I'm, I think photographic memory actually exists. You know, God bless everybody who does have it. I hope you're using it for the right reasons. And he's like, hey, goddamn, you know, we just might be an all-star team because this motherfucker can, you know, do magic tricks when it comes to memorizing shit. And so I don't think his dad knew about that. So he was impressed, you know. So, you know, Mike hasn't used all of his trump cards. You know, he has the emotional button he can go to. He has his natural ability. He has his wit. He has his smart. So, you know, I really enjoyed seeing them the chemistry that they do have together. And, you know, we'll see how Rachel deals with the fact that they're actually getting along because I think it kind of lied to her a little bit. Because I think Rachel is expecting for him to be like, oh, okay, uh, oh, tell me how bad my father was. Because, I don't know, Rachel is on this kind of hate train with her father. And so it's kind of like, oh, okay, tell me how bad it was, Mike. Did you tell me how much you got on your nerves? Oh, tell me how how much of a hell day you had working for my father. And Mike was like, uh, yeah, we argued. But, you know, they're going to be arguing, so it's whatever. But really, I think he's enjoying it. And we come back to the paranoia of uh, Harvey because with Mike and Rachel's dad working together and you know Mike actually witnessing Harvey having a panic attack obviously he's going to be there for Harvey because Harvey's his guy but I think Mike enjoys working for Rachel's dad a lot and eventually you know he may move on to a situation where they I mean if, it, it would only make sense the show writers are leaving a lot of opportunities open, which is, which is enjoyable because it allows us as viewers, you know, time in between shows to imagine. I wonder if this could happen. I wonder if that could happen. I wonder if that could happen. Because imagine Mike and Rachel's dad working together. Oh, man. And then, and then he's married to his daughter, so it's all in the family. Oh, my God. That would be, that would be some epic shit. Oh, and his daughter's a lawyer. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be great. That would be great. That would, that would be so. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, sounds like a great story arc too. Because you know Harvey doesn't want to lose Mike, but I mean we've seen Harvey lose Mike before and how he's reacted. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I keep yawning. But um, yeah great, great show, obviously, to throw in a little Donna Spice, a little Lewis Lit Spice, you know, Lit, I mean, he's not, he has he didn't piss me off this much as last, as much as last week, but, I mean, this rabid dog, back again, hey, and he, he's like a mobster, I don't know, he gives me that mobster feel like, once you lay in bed with the devil, you know, he's always gonna have that thing to hold over your head. And that's basically what's going on with Lewis. It's like he's blackmailing him. But I'm like, okay, Lewis, he can blackmail you for a certain amount of time until you figure out a way to get out from under his thumb. You know what I mean? And it was just funny at the end of the episode, Harvey just saw Lewis and was like, ah, I had a hard day. Let me go uh, slap Lewis around. <laughs> it's like that bully. You know what I mean? You see that kid, you're like, ah, 
you know, just for all time's sakes, let me go ahead and uh, give you a wedgie because, you know, this is what we do. I'm the bully, you're the nerd, and I give you wedgies to build up your character so you can study more and go to college and, you know, become successful while I, you know, live out my high school football dreams on a couch, married with two kids, hating my wife, selling shoes. <laughs> I'll bump you reference if you didn't catch that. But, um, yeah, basically, you know, Harvey is just like, ah, uh, let me just go ahead and throw this punch to Lewis, and Lewis just has this look on the face, like, oh, 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 thanks, thanks, Harvey, like, like, what, what, uh, but yeah, Don, this Donna shit is like really getting old with me, like, the whole, they go back and forth, oh, Donna, I am not a piece to be one, I can't be shared between two men, oh my gosh, shut the fuck up, I mean, it was, it was cool, maybe episode two, but now it's like, Donna, we understand, but Harvey's going to be Harvey. And there's no need for you to constantly be, you know, berating like, I am not to be one. I am not. We all know you're not to be one by now. Shit. Go stay on the side where Lewis is and do your job over there. You know what I mean? God damn. I don't know. Something about the way she was just in his office like just kind of like not letting it die like I heard what you said to Lewis and I, you're always going to hear things every time you hear things are you going to go running to I don't know that shit just kind of pissed me off but the little role play thing with the uh, psychiatrist was interesting because I mean Harvey has some issues that he's I mean they're deep they're deep I mean the way Jessica told him about how he's being paranoid and he's even taking his issues out on Jessica. It's affecting his work. You know, these people who are coming after him, he's, he's, uh, what do you call that? Oh, when you, he's projecting, you know, his negative feelings onto people who don't deserve it. And, you know, the psychiatrist is trying to get deeper and deeper and get Harvey to realize, you know, these emotions that he's feeling, where they're coming from, why he's feeling this way, and even the fact that, you know, money can't buy loyalty. I think that was a really, really powerful line because, you know, Harvey has this ego where, you know, he respects loyalty over everything, and yet he knows that people respect money. So it's kind of like this underlying thing, like, yeah, I, I have money, I share my money with people, but in return, I expect people to do what they're, what they're paid to do. You know what I mean? And she's like, well, loyalty can't, money can't buy loyalty, and to a degree, I was, I had to kind of like think about that in layers, like, okay, well, he pays down a fucking shitload of money out of his own pocket, yes, but at a certain point, like, isn't that appreciation supposed to come back? But then, the way he does talk to Donna is a little, as I said, well, I was talking about the insubordination that goes on in the office, but I mean, the way the way Harvey talks to people, period, that's just the way he talks. Because you, know, you have to meet people, you know, people who are just like off a little bit, or they just have these mannerisms that people just accept like, oh, well, that's just Jerry. Jerry just, you know, Jerry's crazy or Jerry's wild. You know, people just have mannerisms and people 
who are around, who have to be around people for a long period of time, usually it starts with family and it branches out family, friends, maybe coworkers. You just accept that these people have these mannerisms. And, you know, I think people have accepted that Harvey is who Harvey is. And, you know, that's just the way he is. Nothing's going to change. But this psychiatrist is kind of going to, I hope she does get harder to understand that, you know, just because you are the way you are, that doesn't mean people have to accept being treated that way. And they have the ability to walk away from that treatment. You know what I mean? And I think that was really profound because I don't think Harvey has a lot of people who, can tell him things in a certain type of way to where he can have, you know, eureka moments. Like, aha, I understand. You know what I mean? So, I do, I did say that I didn't want to view this psychiatrist thing too long because I'm like, I don't really know. But if it gets Harvey to have these eureka moments and become a better person, and treat people with a different understanding because I don't think he treats people bad but understanding that's the key thing for him to understand himself and therefore knowing why he does things he'll have more control I think he has a lot of control but more control would be better so um, overall it was a strong episode this little Rachel Jessica relationship, friendship, girlfriends, hey, you know, this whole little, let's go out to um, dinner, you know what I mean? I think that Jessica's like, hey, everybody else has like a little mini-me mentory situation, like, I want a little mentor too. So I think that that relationship with um, Rachel Jessica's relationship with Rachel is uh, it's organic, it's pure I think it's coming from a place of love and um, yeah oh my god I just realized something, I think and Jessica has Jessica has a little thing with um, Rachel's dad because they're competitors so he's like hey maybe I'll take <laughs> your daughter and teach her the ropes but I, I, we already know that Rachel's dad has a lot of respect for Jessica as he's spoken with Mike and said that you're learning at the feet of Jessica and Harvey, two of the, you know, best lawyers that I know. So, you know, looks like his daughter's going to be doing a bit of character building and learning and life assessment, you know, training also, which is nice to see. Um, and hey, look, it was a good show. It was warm, you know. Had a lot of good moments. Nice to see Charles Barkley on TV when he's not, you know, bashing the Knicks. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was a good episode. I'm looking forward to next week's. Um, but um, yeah, let me know what you think in the comments below. Make sure to follow me, subscribe, like, rate, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud. Um, yeah, it's your boy Left and Said Pod. Uh, Dot com would say play the outro music, but these motherfuckers won't even let me post stuff with music because, you know, they're copyright infringement. Fuck you, suits. Even with the images on YouTube, they're like, oh, we see these images are, you know, third party images. Do you have the right? Do I have the rights to 
use screenshots from TV? Shut the f- Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. Um, hope everybody continues to have a great week, great weekend. Um, make sure to check out some of my other podcasts with shows that, you know, I'm just getting me through the summer. Uh, we've got Power coming on this weekend, coming back. We had the little holiday. I took a little break last week because, you know, the holiday, they took a break, too. So, I guess, ah. Uh, you know, I said, uh, let me take a break from Hannibal too. enjoy, you know, some burgers, time with the family, you know, uh, things of that nature. So, yeah, um, back this week full, full power. So, uh, hope to see you around on the next, on the next episode. Peace.